Good afternoon. Welcome to Open Seating. My oh, name buddy, is John. It's evening now. And this is Jordan, my wife. Hello. Hmm. Good late afternoon. Pre-evening, as it were. It's past pre-evening. It's past pre-evening? It's 7.40 in the evening. Oh my ass, you are correct. <laughs> well, welcome. It's Sunday. It's later, but that's okay. Welcome to Open Seating. Um, we're just going to jump right in and go ahead and get started. Uh, more so because I want to get past this first story, although I think it's worth mentioning because uh, opinions. Um, first story, general news. Hot off the presses from like a couple days ago. So cold off the presses. Apparently, um, Fox News has been publishing some like digitally altered images of the Seattle demonstrations by like <laughs> taking an image of this one guy in like riot gear and literally in like three or four different posts were pasting the image of that guy into like all of those little screenshots. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, did you know, fun fact, while I was, when I saw that, did you know the five minutes of research that everyone does online whenever they see something new, uh, that like a, a lot of stuff that uh, Fox News will, will talk about, they claim as being uh, entertainment and not news. They what? they this, do they do not claim and it's it's for legal safety but yeah this isn't news to anyone I mean it's just funny to me that that's their send, argument in a court of law before you <laughs> send your emails to us we hate CNN too okay <laughs> we hate them all they all suck pretty much like BBC and NPR are the, like the closest to non-biases mm. I've been able to find thank God for the British Broadcasting Company yeah. and National Public Radio yeah seriously um. So anyway, this week, I was going to ask you how your week went, but instead, okay, because I know no matter what happened previous this week, it led to one specific thing happening yesterday that I really want to get to. Yeah. So uh, the rest of our week, whatever, don't care about it because yesterday we went to the Fort Worth Zoo Yeah. and now they let you feed the giraffes and we fed a baby giraffe and it was adorable. <laughs> So um, the Fort Worth Zoo, which is uh, last year was the number four zoo in the nation and has been in the top 10 for like a billion years. Um, they just redid a large part of their um, of their habitats to create the African savanna area. Um, the giraffes have a whole new, much more open enclosure um, which also includes a where you can walk up to them right up right at first. They can now there used to be like a moat mm -hmm. um, that separated you from them. Now they can just come right up to the fence, and um, like the the big giraffes, the big boys, the adults, um, their heads just just reach over the top of the yeah. fence. But they're um, they'll, they'll lick you. Yeah, they they're and you can buy you can buy lettuce. Uh, leaves of romaine lettuce uh, from the zoo and you can feed them yep. and it was amazing it was great you can't pet them which is fair and you're not don't give them anything else um, and don't rip the leaves apart they're supposed right. to eat them whole but yeah but it's so great and they're the little baby was yeah they've had two babies in the past few years which was a big deal for the fort worth zoo um, and one of them was at the fence wanting to be fed was and barely tall enough to yeah. where his head could get 
like down so a near lot of the people, ground of where we where where people actually right. walk. And a lot of people couldn't see him because yeah. they couldn't see him over the top of the fence. So but, the two adults were getting plenty of food. Yeah, but he was and he was so hungry, and so I fed him, and, and it, it was, was so great. <laughs> he licked me. He licked my hand. And they're redoing uh, all like the. Uh, um, they redid the hippos. They redid. Um, they're redoing the elephant exhibit. They, elephant yep. and rhinos. They're I guess. in. Well, the rhinos. Well, the rhino they did. Yeah, the rhinos already been done. They're redoing the elephant exhibit now. It's not done yet, but it's going to be amazing because the Fort Worth Zoo has a pretty big herd of elephants. It's like seven or eight elephants. Yeah. Um, wow. Dude, three of great. whom, three of whom were born at the zoo, and the Fort Worth Zoo is like one of the top. Con- whatever you say about zoos, Fort Worth Zoo is a good one. They're huge on conservation, mm-hmm. um, and they donate a lot of money every year to anti-poaching organizations as well. Um, and they do a lot, a lot of research to help endangered species. They're just a really good zoo and have been for ever this um, has i i love zoos but this has reawakened my love for the zoo mm-hmm. and just zoos in general we i thought i had been to the dallas zoo but i apparently, apparently i've been to the dallas aquarium is what yeah, I kept the dallas world of. aquarium so mm-hmm. i do want to go to the dallas zoo just give that a shot mm-hmm. as well the um, only other zoo i've ever been to in my life i'm pretty sure is the denver zoo which is also great they have polar bears that's sick mm-hmm. zoos are great I don't know if you Animals remember. Are great. Goodness. I don't know if you Jeez. remember or you followed when we were kids the two polar bear cubs that were um, rejected by their mom, and so they were hand raised by the the zoo staff. They yep. did a big like PBS special on them, Klondike and Snow. I do not remember that. Oh well, they were from the Denver Zoo. Oh, all right. We they should were go. a huge deal. If you guys are in town in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, give the zoos a shot. Fort Worth Zoo is fantastic. And it's um, very reasonably priced. And all yeah. the proceeds go towards the zoo, I believe. Yeah. Like the care of the animals. Mm-hmm. Go to either zoo. Yes. Go to both. Yeah. Sweet. That was it for general news. Um, we're just going to keep on rolling, moving into TV and movies now. I really need to get... I even looked up how to do like a sound, a digital soundboard. Um, so that I could like have like a like a like the, what's the that was stupid what's <laughs> the the clap uh, oh, I don't know um, the director's called. thing for like between scenes that movies used to television do. and movies take two yeah the take the take the markers marker the the snap scene one take things. two I wanted to get one of those to like for each section but oh, appropriate annoying. for each for each section oh um so it wouldn't be that same one for everyone but like that would be the sound for TV and movies games would be like fucking to something like it no no but anyway i, I apparently did do I that just made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i hate that uh, i'm so sorry tv and movies um one piece of news that i found that i wanted to talk about that will make you very happy is that spider-man into the spider-verse apparently the sequel to that is now in development and it's expecting sorry i'm playing but you start like hiccup and burp at the same time i liked that noise i just made because it was joy from into the spider-verse <laughs> which is one of the best pieces of that Spider-Man is anything. Amazing. Awesome soundtrack. Awesome movie. Awesome animation. Awesome everything. Like he I think all of his movements are on like odd the the opposite then so even frames for um like moving for all the other characters and then he's on the odd frames because he has messing st- things up and then it synchronizes later like stupid technical stuff like that. It's great. It's Miles Morales's spider suit Spidey dope. suit is in my top five Spidey suits. Also, Miles Morales is just a great character. Yeah, Miles right? Morales is dope as hell. He's dope. Did you know, this will come up in the games section, but um, they're having 
they're releasing an expansion with now the PlayStation 5 coming out, an expansion to the Spider-Man Oh, I thought game. it was a sequel to the game, and so it's called Miles Morales. It's just, it's like DLC. Yeah. That's it's an expansion. BS. We don't know how that long. That game was so good. Right? We don't know how long of an expansion or how big it's going to be, but uh, but yeah, it, there's going to be an expansion where you play as Miles Morales. Yeah, because you didn't get to play as Miles. Right. No, yeah, you did. Uh, but he briefly, wasn't Spider-Man. He was yeah, yeah, he wasn't Spider-Man yet. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. right as Mr. Negative shows up and stuff. That was a good game. That was. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the sequel is expected right now, expected around 2022. Who did we watch the playthrough, watch that playthrough? Was it Lyric? Mm, I think it was Lyric, yeah. Yes, I because I don't, re- I don't remember seeing a camera, so I think it was yeah, Lyric. Yeah, I think we dealt with, I dealt with Lyric, yeah. because he actually wasn't being obnoxious to me in when that he does moment. A, I think he does good playthroughs, except for his Red Dead 2 one, which he didn't finish. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... All right, TV and movies. We've been watching some things this past week. Yes, we have. Uh, mainly Rick and Morty <laughs> and Solar Opposites. Which is made by the same guys who created Rick and Well, Cor- one of the same guys right. that created Rick and Morty. Um, so let's start The voice with, of both Rick and Morty. Let's start with our thoughts on Rick and Morty. Love it. I'm really enjoying it as well. I'm yeah. here for it. It, it. it meets the expectations that everyone has put on it for Oh, us. I was not disappointed, no. Right. I was not underwhelmed. It was great. I we're on season four. We're like a little three seasons. We're about three episodes halfway in? through three season or four, or four like probably. Um, We've watched four episodes. I will say episode four is episode with four. the dragon. Season well, season four is leaning way more into the cursing, which I'm I don't have a problem with cursing, but it's like even more so than what previous seasons have. And it's just a little odd. Season three had quite a bit, but I think the and jo- it wasn't bleeped. I think the the jokes are funny. I think mm-hmm. it's it's pretty smart. Um, in its cynicism of literally everything. <laughs> Spoken um, like a person with repressed rage. Right. Um, it's, it's one, it's one note in its opinions on topics, but, uh, Bear, well, yes, Rick is not one to change. I don't right. think. And they don't really challenge his opinions all that much. No. How Morty, can you? Morty when he's sometimes the like, smartest man in the universe, but that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's still funny. Take it all in stride as, as a joke. Jerry sucks. Jerry sucks. Jerry's the worst. Don't at me. Jerry's the worst character. We're having a conversation uh, j- about Jerry with, with my brother, your your younger brother. Um, he he, he loves Jerry. He liked Jerry because he said he was funny. When we were talking about him, he liked the he thought that he was funny because he liked the way other people reacted to him. To me, that means that Jerry is not funny. He is the setup to a joke, and other people are funny. Right. And and I don't I don't know I don't like that. Oh woe is me comedy. Um, the, I the love, pitiful comedy, like pitiful right. person. I don't like that stuff. No, I, don't get us wrong. We love Chris Parnell, correct? Because we also really hate his character in Art. Because we love Archer and we hate Cyril, who is also Chris Parnell. Yeah. That just means Chris Parnell is doing a good job of playing characters you're supposed to hate. Right. I love Summer, and and I've been told that I'm wrong for that, but I really do. I like Summer too. But sorry, Rick's my favorite character. I feel like Rick should be everyone's favorite character. I don't know. I saw something the other day that I thought was really interesting. It was a meme with several different characters from shows, and now I can't remember. But it said, please remember that all of these characters are dicks, and you're not supposed to idolize them. Uh, And Rick was one, and BoJack Horseman was another one. Oh, BoJack, absolutely. BoJack Horseman is a a warning tale, in my opinion. Yes, as much as I love that show. This is a uh, what can happen when unchecked mental health issues mix with arrogance and 
uh, and fame. And it's just like the, when left unchecked, how destructive that can mm-hmm. be. The you missed the point by idolizing them starter pack. Um, Rick Sanchez. Um, the oh, Joker. Top, top left is uh, the guy. F- uh, um, oh, that's Taxi Driver. Yeah, that's yeah, Taxi that's, Driver. Um, Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. Brad Pitt's character from, is that Fight Club? Uh, t- yeah, Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. Rick Sanchez. Um, Leo in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. I don't know who this guy in the middle is. I think that's Don Draper. Yeah, so that one's Don. Yeah, that one's. Is this Scarface? Oh, that's got to be Scarface. Look at all that cocaine. Oh yeah. Um, Walter White. What was his name? He's not called. Yeah. What is his fucking name? Anyway, I don't remember. Scarface. (laughs) (laughs) Al Pacino and Scarface. Yeah. Walter White. White, um, Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange. uh, Rorschach. Um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker yeah. and then um, is that American Psycho? Uh, yeah, Christian Bale and American Psycho and the original one that I saw also had Bojack Horseman Rorschach, I don't know if I agree with that one because he, he's, I, I agree like don't idolize him because he that character wouldn't want to be idolized but uh, I don't I don't know if he's hmm, he's an anti-hero Who, so Bojack? I guess that's the point no, Rorschach oh, I was like, what? I guess that's the point is that he's an anti-hero and so like you're not supposed to look up to them because they're villains I don't know. but they like end, at the end of the day end up doing something. I don't know. Anyway. But um, see the I I would argue that with Rick because Rick I saw another meme that was it was the quote from I think season the end of season 2 mm-hmm. where it was either Summer or Morty one of the two of them saying about Rick, why would we help somebody who would never do anything to help anyone but himself? But which, it, which we find out isn't true, right? Later well, that on was the, the thing. Episode, right? That well, the meme was him doing things for other people throughout the entire rest of the series to that point, like, um, like in the Sh- the Schrodinger's cat episode, because I can't remember what it was called. It was the season two premiere with all the when the when they broke reality after they froze time. Oh yeah. Um, and Morty's collar was falling off, and Morty was gonna die in the abyss, and so Rick gave. Morty the workable caller yep and said be better than me and let him go and he was like I'm okay with this until oh, his yeah. collar started <laughs> yeah, working and so I'm no like, oh no I'm no longer okay with this <laughs> but things like that um and then in like, the toilet episode when we find out that all of the people that he like hasn't liked but also didn't dislike enough to kill he like kept them in their own like mental heaven mm-hmm so like they weren't suffering at all but they were out of his hair so mm-hmm. there was some selfishness in there of like I just want you dealt with, but he doesn't. He's still like, I don't know if that's helped. I Maybe that's Rick not a good has, argument. I think but. Rick has character growth. I yeah. don't think other of those characters did. You know what I mean? That's fair. Uh, Beth has character development. Oh, I didn't mean. I meant like from that starter pack. Oh, I didn't gotcha. mean like in the show. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, the rest of them are pretty like that's their character. TLDR: Jerry sucks. Jerry sucks. Um. So we like Rick and Morty. To that end, we tried Solar Opposites, which, as you said, was made by the same um, same co-creators. Justin from Roiland. Rick and Morty. Yeah, Justin Roiland, who is both Rick and Morty. And where Rick and Morty is basically just Back to the... Uh, uh, back mess- to the Future. Yeah, it's Back to the Future. It's an animated version of Back to the Future mixed with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, oh, that's yeah. the show. Um, Solar Opposites is that, but you're, they're aliens that have um, mm-hmm. crash-landed on Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's a fish out of water story, kind of like with Third aliens Rock from the sun, maybe ish, or like what's the one um, where the alien ate the gum and could turn into different things? I have no idea what that is at Shit. all. Oh, what's it called? Uh, who? Wait, no, the actor who played uh, who was in Back to the Future, who played the scientist, 
is is that oh, alien. Oh, My Favorite Martian? Yes, My Favorite Martian. Um, that was a movie. Thank you. Uh, yes, My Favorite Martian. It was. It's like, yeah, it's Fish Out of Water. Christopher Lloyd, by but, the way. Thank you, Christopher Lloyd. Um, they crash land on Earth. Uh, they're, it's them living amongst... But they're not trying to hide who they are. Like, they're yeah. very obviously And everyone else aliens. has kind of accepted it. <laughs> they're like, all right, they're here. And they, and they hate them all. Like, they hate everybody. They hate everybody and everybody hates them. Well, we read the shtick is like two of them like Earth, two of them hate Earth. Yeah. Right? Because it's Right. So there's two Terry... adults. There's two adults, Corvo and Terry. Mm-hmm. Corvo, Corvo hates it. Corvo is Justin Roiland, who is Rick and Morty, and he's just alien, alien less Rick, psychotic less. alien Rick. Yep. Um, he's just angry all the time. And then Terry, who's Thomas Middleditch, who I think is really funny. Um, he loves Earth. He's totally cool with it. And then they have what they call replicants, which I haven't figured out if they're supposed to be clones yeah. of themselves or if they're literally like their or children. If, or if they are replicants of something. Maybe like... Oh, no. I, they look identical. Like, if you look at Yumulak and Jesse, they look exactly like Corvo and, and maybe and Terry. Then maybe. They haven't um, out... on In the show, they haven't outright said... No, they haven't. Or confirmed anything. No. And then Yumulak is Corvo's replicant and he hates Earth and people. I mean, he has a wall in the kid's bedroom that he, he has a shrink ray that he shrinks down any human who annoys him. And he keeps them in the, in his, in their bedroom wall in like these mouse cages. Okay. That was hysterical. I, I feel like the, the show is pretty funny. I like Corvo. Um, Terry gets on my nerves a little bit. Oh, I love Um, Terry. I like Pupa. The pupa. I yes, like the pupa. pupa is the baby. Pupa is basically. I don't. I can't tell if it's a pet or if it's a baby. It's a baby. A baby what? Well, that's the thing. But it's like a. It. But basically, think Maggie Simpson from The Simpsons, and that's the pupa. Yeah. Um. No, I. I. I but they lo- don't so, spoil the pupa. They just kind of act like so they I think wish it wasn't there. Corvo and Terry are funny. I don't like Yumulak. You're not supposed to like Yumulak. He's maybe, a dick. Maybe, but like, I like Jesse, the the girl, the daughter. You, so Terry's replicant. They split a, a few of the episodes that into pretty much being mostly uh, uh, about the people that have been shrunk and are in the wall. <laughs> like, there's an entire uh, B arc, like, like B side cinematic arc episode of everything that's happening in this wall because it's turned into its own world, its own society. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I. I laughed whenever it was the uh, whenever it's about the actual aliens. That's usually whenever I, whenever I laughed, but like I enjoyed watching and wanted to see what happened next most with the stuff that was happening with the wall. And maybe that was the point: is hey, we're gonna do a bunch of goofy stuff, and then this is like the the overarching season plot thing. Ironically, is on the B side arc of stuff that's happening in this wall. The rest of it is just filler, even though that's the main stuff. But I don't know. I, I liked all of the wall stuff. I liked half of the alien stuff, but the half that I liked, I really liked. So it's a weird mix of where I don't think it's as good as Rick and Morty. I do think. Oh it's, no, it is not as good as Rick and Morty. I do think it's worth watching if you like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. But it's a Hulu original, so you ha- you do have to have Hulu to watch it. But, but it's only eight episodes. It's a real right. quick, easy watch. You could knock it out. And they're half-hour episodes. You could watch it in a day. If you like Rick and Morty, I do recommend watching it. But I will say, I, I personally don't think it's as good as Rick and Morty. It does not I did live not, up to the Rick and Morty hype. I did not. I'm not upset with having watched it. I'm not, I don't think I wasted my time. No. But I do think I enjoyed 
the uh, the story arc of the wall more so than a lot of the other episodes. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! We don't have noses. Yeah. But the, yeah, but again, like for me, around half, maybe a little bit more than half of the stuff that happened with the core alien group, I thought was funny and I really enjoyed. Um, the rest of the the other parts I thought were either, um, I, it's not even that we were bad. It just didn't. Maybe it just didn't click with me, but. But that's all right. I will continue watching. I, I am interested in season two. Yes, I yeah. am too. I will come back to it. So, yeah. The important thing is the pupa got his Harry Potter whistle. Pupa the pupa got, got his, got his way. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Last up is Lady and the Tramp, which admittedly uh, we, ended, we didn't end up watching together this week. So this is going to be all you. <laughs> I have I watched Lady and the Tramp recently yeah um like a couple of weeks ago but we were out of the house almost all weekend so we did not get the chance to watch it but um it is it was the next one here on the list and it is a uh favorite of my family my personal family um so lady and the tramp was released into theaters june 22nd 1955 it runs an hour and 16 minutes four million dollar budget over its lifetime, it has made $187 million in the box office. We should do like an inflation check to see how much that would be. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if I could find um, that while you're doing that. So it is based on a Cosmopolitan magazine story from 1945 called Happy Dan. What? Called Happy Dan, the Cynical Dog by Ward Green. I could not find anything about it other than that's what it was based off of. What? Like the premise of it. But yes, it is based off of a Cosmo story from the 40s. Um, the movie starred Barbara Luddy as the voice of Lady. Um, she went on later in her career to voice Meriwether, the Good Fairy in Sleeping Beauty. Rover in 101 Dalmatians, Kanga in Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, and the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, may, I, may I interject real quick? What year did this come out? 1955. 1955. And how much did it cost? Or how much did it make? I'm it, sorry. It has made, and I don't, I, I, I'm assuming this is lifetime box office, but I don't okay. know, $187 million. 187 okay she also uh barbara luddy also spoke for mother sexton the Cer the church mouse and mother rabbit in robin hood other disney credits of hers um larry roberts was the voice of tramp um he actually only has three film credits to his name period um lady and the tramp and two others uh two tv series um, you said 187 million, right? I did. Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. And then Bill Thompson as the voice of Jacques, the Scotty. Uh, he actually did quite a bit for Disney. Uh, he was both the White Rabbit and the Dodo in Alice in Wonderland, Mr. Smee and all the other pirates that were not Captain Hook and Peter Pan, and King Hubert in Sleeping Beauty. Um, but the in Lady and the Tramp, he was... Not only Jacques, he, uh, he was also Bull the Cockney Bulldog, Doxy the German Dachshund, Joe the Italian Cook, and the Irish Policeman in the Zoo. So, um, he also ended up uh, voicing Scrooge McDuck later on uh, in his career. Um, the... It, the movie spawned a sequel in 2001, a direct-to-video sequel, Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure, which followed um, 
if like at the end of the movie they have you see the lady and the tramp have four puppies three little girl cocker spaniels and one schnauzer mix boy and that is scamp and that's who that movie follows i i watched it several times with my brother when he was a kid so so assu- it's not bad assuming that they only made a third of the 187 million during that opening year then nowadays that would be 590 million dollars yeah it's a lot of money (laughs) um the movie also inspired a live action movie on disney plus um at launch this past november starring tessa thompson as the voice of lady um tessa thompson of course our queen forever actually our king forever uh valkyrie in uh the thor the thor section of the marvel universe um justin thoreau was the voice of tramp justin thoreau of course with credits in um well these are all like little pieces see justin thoreau is someone that i know like i know that he's a celebrity but i haven't always recognized him in things. I know he dated Jennifer Aniston for a while. Um, and then Ashley Jensen as the voice of Jacques. So they had Jacques be, and it's not Jacques, it's Jacques, I'm sorry. So they had Jacques be a girl, short for uh, Jacqueline in the, li- in the live action one. Um, she has lent her voice to several big animated movies like How to Train Your Dragon um, and How movie. to Train Your Dragon The Hidden World where she p- played f- or where she spoke for Phlegma the Fierce, um, Nomeo and Juliet and Sherlock Gnomes where she was Nanette, Arthur Christmas where she was Bryony, the elf who can rap with three pieces of sticky tape. Wait, who are we talking about right now? Her who name's Ashley Jensen. She was the voice of Jock in the live action oh, Lady okay. in the Tramp. Um, and for... Arthur Christmas, she was actually nominated for an Annie Award for voice acting in a feature production. Um, yeah, so um, I didn't, I, I did not watch the live action Lady and the Tramp. Um, I struggled with that a little bit because I just wasn't quite sure how it would go. And then I also heard it wasn't the best live action remake. So you haven't gone back and watched I it? I have not. But the best part of it is the fact that um, they used all rescue dogs as a, the dogs in the cast, and I believe oh, all cool. of the dogs ended up being rescued what was and that? adopted after the fact. That sounds like what they did with, uh, what's that one? The do- Dire Wolves. No, the, yeah, the one dog movie that um, uh, Ron Howard's daughter was in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what... the voice of that dog. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. It came out last year, I think. Yeah, anyway. But um, Lady and the Tramp has a very special place in my heart for a lot of reasons. Um, When I was a kid, I wanted... And I wanted a dog so bad, um, like my own dog. Um, My mom said I could only have a Schnauzer or a Cocker Spaniel. One, because neither of them shed, and two, uh, two, because those were the types of dogs she had growing up, and three, Lady and the Tramp. Um, so, my very first dog I could call my own was a miniature schnauzer. Now, Tramp is not a miniature schnauzer, but he is clearly a schnauzer breed, or mix. Um, so, Shadow was a black miniature schnauzer. I wanted to name him Tramp, but he wasn't salt and pepper, so it didn't make sense. 
Um, and then I'm now on my second Cocker Spaniel. Of course, we talk about Charlie all the time, and he is a Cocker Spaniel. Um, and I, my brother had a Cocker Spaniel that we all very dearly loved um, until he passed away last June. So um, I also just really love dogs all the time, every day. Uh, Lady and the Tramp has some really awesome music in it. Um, definitely some parts of it that did not age well, like a lot of the early Disney movies. Um, the Siamese Cat song, which they were not allowed to do, obviously, in the live-action remake, so they redid it because um, it was hugely racist. Um, but La La Lou, the song that uh, Darling sings to the baby, uh, my mom actually sang that to both me and my brother a lot when mm -hmm. we were babies. Um, so I hear that song and I get really teary and emotional. Descute. Um, Descute. <laughs> I love the scene in the zoo where they take, um, where Tramp takes Lady to get the muzzle off, to have the, uh, the beaver take the muzzle off of her. Also, again, explicit warning, fuck Aunt Sarah. <laughs> you never, ever muzzle a dog that's not yours. Oh, the audacity of that woman. She's horrible, 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 horrible. Um, I, I will say I have a really difficult time watching any of the parts of them in the pound, especially when they take the one dog back to get euthanized. It makes me physically sick um, and makes me want to go buy 56 acres and adopt all of the rescue dogs in DFW. Um, but then I have to come back in and hear Peggy Lee sing, uh, he's a tramp because that song is a banger. Um, long story short, I love Lady and the Tramp because I love dogs and Bellanote is one of the most romantic Disney songs ever. So end. apart from the Siamese song, you think that the movie still holds up? Oh, absolutely. I think so. Um, if you love Are dogs. Are there any other racist undertones in the movie? No. Well, I mean... No, I mean, ethnic overtones and, and not, not ethnic. That's not the word I wanted to use. Um, cause they lean really heavily in the, in the pound scene to, um, well, not even that all of the dogs. Do they just stereotype based on where the dogs are from? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I, thank you for reading my mind. That's what I was trying to say. Um, like, like Jock has a heavy, heavy Scottish accent. Um, Trusty the Bloodhound, deep, deep south. Yeah. Good old boy, deep, deep southern gotcha. accent. Sam Elliott actually is the one who voices him in the the live action one, which I think is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um the the bulldog, the the English bulldog has a deep, like heavy cockney accent. The I guess the uh Dachshund yeah. has a very noticeable German accent. The Chihuahua has a very distinct um, Mexican accent and so it wasn't necessarily racist it was just like okay you're kind of hitting that a little bit on the nose which to yeah. a kid a kid's gonna think that's funny right because it's like oh yeah the chihuahua's from Mexico but duh the, the more caricaturized you make the uh the voices in it, it yeah it, it even if you don't mean it to be mocking well and come across as mocking and in the 50s like I said like it says on Wikipedia one guy one white guy did voices for like Half five of dog. those dogs Wow, which is pretty impressive one that he did that many accents and they actually weren't terrible um to our yes. untrained ears yes yeah I love Lady and the Tramp because I love dogs if you love okay. dogs um and if you've if you have had a dog 
that is genuinely a part of your family and that you treat like your baby. Like we treat Charlie just like Jim Deere and, and Darling treat Lady. They just... To us, dogs are part of the family. They're not her, just pets. Which is how they should be. And so if you have that type of special relationship with your pet, um, Lady and the Tramp is definitely one to watch. Um, and then squeeze them while you're watching it, especially during the hard parts. And they'll get yeah. mad, but they'll get over it. <laughs> Animals have little personalities, so they're part of the family. Charlie is asleep on the fireplace right now, and his he's blepping. His tongue is just barely sticking out. And it's Adorable. the cutest damn thing. So that's Lady and the Tramp. All right. So next, oh crap, I forgot to look up next week's. Um, do you want to share any thoughts that you know about Lady yeah, and the Tramp from, from the what, last time you watched from, it? From years ago, the last time that I watched it. Uh, I my What I remember was, I remember not hating the movie. Um, as a kid, I found the accents to be funny. But... Uh, it was never a movie that stuck with me personally. Um, you also didn't grow up with dogs, though. That's that's very fair. Uh, so it was, yeah, I didn't dislike the movie. It just didn't stick super with me. Um, I liked Fox and the Hound more, although oh my Fox, God. although Fox <laughs> and the Hound, I remember as a child, as a kid, I remember crying at that movie, and I'm. Pro- I'm, I will probably do oh, that when we watch it again. I will boohoo I, at it now. I'm honestly not looking forward to that movie because of that. <laughs> but uh, but that was more that and like, oh God, what was it? Um, I'm just thinking of dog movies now from when I was a kid. Uh, Homeward Bound. Oh, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound's uh, a good movie. Air Bud. Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't like Air Bud. You, no one was supposed to like Air Bud. Um, they made 20 million of those movies. I know. There were 50 different Airbuds. Well, literally the only dec- quote unquote decent one was Airbud. Like the first one. Airbud was what Air was, Bud the was, a, was soccer? No, basketball. It was basketball. That's why he was Airbud. Shut up. Cuz he sense. dunked. Damn it. And then I you're think right. it went baseball and then soccer was somewhere else. How does dog that. play baseball? How are you going to hold a bat? In his mouth. You he's just, just going to bunt the whole time. You beast. <laughs> He's just bunting. <laughs> anyway, what's the next movie? So our next movie, there's quite a gap um, of in uh, animated mu- movies in years. Yeah. Yes. So um, lots of um, lots of live action and lots of Chitty like Chitty documentaries. Was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at Disney? You know, I don't remember. Um if it is, it's it's further down. Okay. Um, anyway. But we've got a lot in between here. Um, Dave, some Davy Crockett, Old Yeller came out in between nope. here. We're not gonna. Wa- we're not even gonna touch that. Uh, so our very next one, yay, is going to be Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty came out after Lady and the Tramp. I feel mm-hmm. like that's Lady a, and the I, Tramp came out in uh, 1955. Sleeping Beauty came out in 1959. There was a four-year gap. I th- I think I just assumed that Sleeping Beauty was much older because that is nope. a they they deviated from the, the princess actually, stuff. There's actually less time in between Lady and the Tramp and Sleeping Beauty than there is between Sleeping Beauty and the movie animated movie that came after that, which was 101 Dalmatians. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's okay. only two years in between those two. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cool. So that'll be next week. Yeah. 
Awesome. And yeah. I, I love Sleeping Beauty, so yay. Anything else for TV and movies? I don't have anything. Sweet. All right. That means we're going to move into the game section. Yay. I have things to say. Yay. <laughs> um, I'll like talk. Like I didn't just talk quite a bit about a dog movie. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to split some of this up so I'll go through the news. The last story in news goes into my first two points and then I'm going to jump in with Do it. one for do you. Do it. And Don't explain me, it. Just then, do it. Uh, do it. Do it. The first first bit of news was this past week the PlayStation 5 was revealed. So we knew Yay, alien Wi-Fi router. Yay. Yeah, it seriously does look like an alien versus mini fridge. Yay. The Xbox uh the Xbox Series X, which Series X is I guess the series like they're going to be multiple models uh within that series. It looks like an it looks like a mini air conditioner. It's just a PC towel. Like it just looks like It looks like, like a, a miniature tower. air conditioner. It looks it looks it looks like the the yeah, if you took like the trash can Mac Pros and made it square, made it a rectangle instead of uh, a. It's clunky. Cylinder. Anyway, um, at least the design of the PS Five is the PS Five. The PS Five. Uh, yeah, it looks slick. Um, I like that there is a digital only version and a disc version. Um, I do have a question though that of, I don't know the answer to, but whenever I saw that, if they have, let me pull up a photo. This is gonna look. This is gonna work really well for this audio format. But uh, it'll be so Jordan and I can look at it while we talk about it. Here we go. I can lean over here if you want to. So I re first of all, I really like the controller, and I like I like the look of the controller. Um, if with the with the the triggers specifically, so the controller itself has like motion control. It has um, a speaker and a microphone in it, like uh, like other controllers have had. Um, the newest feature, from what I can tell appears to be the the triggers there is oh let me let me look it up because there it, there's like variable pressure and it will detect how hard you're pushing on the trigger basically what i don't know is if it will change the resistance of the triggers depending on game input so i don't know if it's like hey if you're let's say in grand theft auto or if you're playing a racing game if something happens to your car normally if you're holding down the right trigger to um r2 to like for acceleration um if it would be harder to push the trigger down if something's wrong with your car um if you can't or if you're running out of gas or or same with the bright brakes if the brakes are harder to press on l2 if uh the faster you're going like if it it makes it literally physically harder to press it i don't know but either way the controller looks nice um i'm not a console guy so i'm not necessarily going to buy the ps5 or the xbox series x um, but I will probably pick up one of the PS5 controllers because as they start to port things to PC, uh, depending on if how the game is using some functionalities in the controller, then I'll want that for whenever I play through it on PC. Anyway, it does look it it's white, um, pretty much white all around with an inner with the innards being. Um, black i'm trying to figure out a good way to describe it a lot of people say it looks like a wi-fi router um, or like an alienware pc it definitely looks like if you inverted the colors of an ice cream sandwich that's kind of what it looks like <laughs> so like it this the center is thicker than the sides are but the sides are white and then the center is black um there's one with it there's a version that has a uh a disc player in it a blu-ray player um, and then there's one that's digital only. 
which I think is smart to help save some money because it should dip the price by like 50 or 75 bucks or something like that. But one of the big things they were touting with this new console was how fast the hard drive was because it's a proprietary hard drive. Um, I don't know if that means it's similar to or better than like M.2 hard drives that you can find in really high-end PCs. And an M.2 just runs off of the PCI port, which is where you typically put in like video cards, rather than off of SATA, which is how it currently hooks up to a machine, how hard drives currently hook up to them. Um, it's super fast. Um, the format can be a little wonky uh, with some software, uh, but point being, I don't know how expandable the hard drive is on this on these new consoles um i don't know if you're forced to use a proprietary external hard drive that sony will make if it will even accept it or if it will still be able to run games at a slower speed through an external drive um if it needs to and it's just like hey here's an added bonus if you have it installed on the main hard drive otherwise you can still do it i don't want it to like limit the size based on how much internal storage you purchase um, I don't want it to turn into like an iPhone situation where you're literally stuck with, hey, I bought like my phone is a 64 gig, right? And I'm now with the quality of photos and having apps and all this other stuff on it, and especially how much I listen to podcasts. And when those things download, I'm running out of storage constantly. Um, and I regret getting 64 gig, but I can't like plug my phone into an external hard drive and then use that, nor would I want to carry it around all the time. So I digress. Um, I don't know how expandable the storage is. We'll see. Um, the games look beautiful that they showed off at the reveal event. Um, some notable things are like an updated Ratchet and Clank game, which is going to be nice. They announced the next Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which is Horizon. I forgot this, the subtext to it, but the second Horizon game, and it looks great. Um, they announced the next Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 8 Village, and that seems awesome. Can't wait for that. But yeah, seems super cool. We don't know prices yet. Um, Apart from the controller that I briefly mentioned, they are also selling um, a matching headset. Uh, they call it 3D, uh, like a 3D headset, 3D audio headset. I don't know how that, in terms of like surround sound, I don't know if it's virtualized or actual or how that's going to work. So we'll see whenever that ends up coming out. Um, and I'm sure there will be bundles. There's an eyesight camera um, that it'll use, that can come with the console. And then there's also... Um, a literal remote if this is the only console plugged in your TV so you can turn it into use it like a smart device. Um, so yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, I'm more curious to see how expensive it's going to be. Um, honestly, I could see I could see the PS5 being a little bit more expensive to the average consumer than the Xbox is. and the reason is because it I, I would I'm getting into speculation now. Let me just say, bias or, or, or opinion, opinion time. Um, if this if the PS5 comes out at like $600 or something like that, um, I think the PS3 was $600 or $700, something like that. I feel like they need to hit $500 um, for most people to buy it, $500 or less. Uh, but even if they do that, I feel like Xbox could still come in and sell more units if they bundle it with like Game Pass. If they say, hey, think of it like a phone contract. Instead of a $600 console, it's $200, but you're locked into two or three years of Game Pass. And Game Pass is Xbox's um, monthly subscription service that gives you free games and lets you uh, literally play to completion whatever you want 
um, any game that's on Game Pass. It's not just like free games per month. It is a game subscription for you to download whatever you want. Um, I feel like that would be a cool way to discount their console, get more units in the house. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe play, maybe Sony PlayStation and the design of it will just resonate better with people. Maybe more people will buy that, but we'll see. Super exciting. New consoles, new generation of stuff. I'm super excited about that. Hopefully we'll get another God of War. Yay! <laughs> uh, apart from that, with 2020's just year with all the stuff that's been going on specifically around COVID-19. The latest uh, E3 conference, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, uh, was canceled. It, there will be one next year, but this year's was canceled. In its place, there are a number of studios that are having their own thing, like Xbox had their own event. They're going to have a second one. PlayStation just had theirs. They're going to have another one later this year. Um, I don't think Bethesda has one this year. Ubisoft has one in like, has one this sometime this week. Um, no, not Ubisoft. EA has one this week. Ubisoft is like in another week. But point being, other people are doing stuff. But for a, in terms of a unified event, the PC gaming show was just yesterday or Friday. But in terms of there being one, uh, one unified place where people were get were coming and and all the developers were, were there and there were interviews and all this other stuff. Um, there was nothing there. Well, IGN, uh, a, a news and gaming, I guess news uh, outlet website, has been hosting something called their Summer of Gaming. And it is a multi-day, like I think it's a week and a half, almost two weeks straight of every single day. Uh, they have uh, an hour to an hour and a half long presentation where they have game announcements, sometimes exclusive game announcements that you've never seen before or more information on ones um, that you may have already seen. Like they had Torchlight, th uh, Torchlight 3 was at the PC gaming show, but they've had, it's, it's a cool thing to watch if you miss E3 or are sad that there, it didn't happen. Um, check out IGN summer of gaming. Um, it's happening every single day. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything noteworthy that have, that has has come out of that. I'm kind of waiting until the very end to do kind of a wrap up thing for us. Um, so yeah, check that out. And then lastly, for the news segment, um, Destiny, Bungie, the developers of previously of Halo and now of Destiny and Destiny Two, have released or announced their new expansion that they're going to be releasing later this year for Destiny Two. Um, that expansion is called Beyond Light. And I normally, uh, I usually wanted to keep this in, I usually try and keep expansions in like the personal list category. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring it up in news is because what they're doing with this expansion is kind of odd. Um, usually in, in video games, an expansion adds content to the game, right? Well, in this expansion, they're going to be removing half of the planets and half of the locations from the game or locking them down. Uh, they're putting in, uh, uh, some story narrative around why that's happening, but it was interesting to me to call out why, from a business perspective, um, that may be happening. Now, they've not confirmed any of this. This comes from other news sources and other people in the industry who, um, much better than I, know... Bungie's woes and, and their previous relationship with Activision. How so, dare you? Long story short, Bungie started off as a, uh, a 
video game company trying to make a game called Halo, which is going to be a third-person strategy action game for the Mac way back in the day. Um, they were purchased by Microsoft uh, to make Halo for the first Xbox. That was a super successful franchise, as I'm sure most people know. Um, Bungie then, le then later um, left Microsoft and were partnered with or acquired by, I don't know what the right word to use is, um, but they started a relationship with Activision as a publisher for Destiny 2 and everything there. Uh, this was good because it got them away from Microsoft, allowed them to create Destiny, and um, kind of really get their feet wet with what they wanted to create as opposed to just Microsoft pushing them to do stuff. So that went, they had, they made some mistakes and all that stuff, but with the first destiny, but, um, but a lot of content was good. People liked the game. Um, long then later on, uh, Activision starts forcing them to make different content, pump out a lot of content, uh, um, much faster, make sure there are more microtransactions in it. Um, just more suits stuff, if that makes sense, more business stuff than creative stuff. Uh, and it's led to a lot of back and forth in, the fan base and the player bases um, reactions to a lot of the content that they've been releasing, because some of it feels like, Oh, Activision is making them do this so that they'll make more money. Um, or this is what the publisher thinks the players want when it's not actually like creative or good. Um, like adding content that maybe didn't need to be added at that point. Regardless of all of that, uh, Bungie recently, recently within the last two years, left Activision to be solely self-owned. So Bungie is not affiliated with any other publisher now. They are self-published, which is good because it means they have full creative freedom to do whatever they want. But it now means that they have a choice with Destiny 2 and with all the content they've created of do they want to make a Destiny 3 and start fresh or do they do what they're doing which is basically recall a lot of the content that they didn't like, start adding in a lot of the Destiny 1 content into Destiny 2, and reworking a lot of the arguably poorer experiences in Destiny 2 and re rework them to be something better. As you, I'm sure as you can tell, the latter is what they ended up doing. Um, Again, this is speculation based on other things that I've read of people in the industry. This isn't confirmed by Bungie or anything like that. But the latter is what it appears that they're doing. They're doing it with good intentions. The problem is that when they announced Beyond Light, they announced three years worth of expansions. They said, here, Beyond Light is this year's, and then here are the next two years in 2021 and 2022, which is great that they're thinking this far ahead. But this also means that you are paying money this year to remove content from the game, which is not something that you want out of an expansion by definition. Uh, the other piece was in the game, a brief explanation, or I'll say what it is and then I'll explain it. Um, something else they're doing is they're cycling through weapons, um, like the exact same weapons and the exact same equipment each season. What that means is a brief explanation is between expansions, there are seasons of content, just like there are seasons of a television show, except there are usually three to four seasons, um, which makes sense, per year. So 
within each season you'll have different challenges there's a little small narrative think of them as like mini expansions uh, or, or DLC sometimes in terms of content and it's just a way to keep player keep players coming back and feeling like it's almost them starting new or some getting something new to, uh, between the major expansions right so that the the company doesn't have to spend as much money on a bunch of different expansions um previously a lot each season will introduce a few new weapons it doesn't have to be big but they'd introduce a few um to your repertoire of equipment armor and weapons and all that stuff well with this i don't remember if it starts with the current season that we're in season 11 or if it will be in season 12 which comes out with this new expansion um but what they're going to be doing is resetting or, or removing a lot of weapons from like rotation um but not from the game as a whole it just means you have to like find them again so like now each season has its own icon on top of like the weapon itself the little weapon icon and past season past season versions of those weapons aren't available or aren't usable anymore you have to play and get a random drop for this season's version of that same gun long story short it feels like you are grinding for the exact same equipment that you already have and players are upset by that and that makes sense you're, so you're sounds very complicated you're making you're making players re grinding is just playing for a bunch of hours uh for um, a small amount of gain that's kind of the accepted use of the word grind for mmorpgs which is what this game is skirting the line as being um so anyway, a lot of players are upset or at least at very least confused by the latest Destiny expansion and some of the choices that they're making. Um at least in the short term. However, I think a majority of people are at least okay with, if not happy, just straight up happy about where they're taking the game. Of let's take a lot of the great content from Destiny 1, let's put it into Destiny 2, let's really focus on one game as our big this is it. We're not going to have a Destiny 3. It's just going to be constantly updating this thing. It's free to play it's a great game it is fun to play uh but it's weird whenever something like to me when something like the division 2 which i think is a a stronger overall version of that type of game um has completely free content um and it doesn't feel like they are... It felt like they had a plan ahead of time more, which maybe they did. Maybe that's the whole point. Like, Ubisoft is fairly self-contained anyway, so it's... They started the Division 2 as if, uh, like Bungie would have if Destiny 2 came out whenever they were by themselves. But, like, the next title update for the Division 2 adds... Gives you better loot more often, increases your player power, and gives you more experience. There's going to be new content, new manhunts in the game adding a new raid, new challenges, new exclusive rewards, so like all this stuff, and that's a free update when, oh yeah, price between all of the expansions for Destiny 2, just the expansion alone is $40. The expansion plus the uh, one season of content is $50, and then the deluxe edition that comes with four seasons worth of passes, a couple exclusive things, and then the expansion itself is $70. So you're asking for almost $100 worth, like almost $100 for players whenever you're again, in the short term, removing content from the game. So it's it's just a weird thing. But that's, I'm done with my rant of Destiny. 
Um, it's a great game. I just, it's just a weird, I don't think I'm going to be purchasing this expansion. I think I'm going to wait until next year's um, and then play it then, whenever it feels like I'm actually getting something new out of it. Okay. So I'm playing that, Fallout 76, still playing that. I re-downloaded and started playing uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, Phantom Pain, which is horny AF. It is a really <laughs> weird game. Um, it's it's Hideo Kojima, who is a weird guy, admittedly. No, Kojima did Metal Gear Solid. Oh yeah, that is that was his baby, and then um, I didn't know God. Hideo Kojima made all of the Metal Gear uh, games except for. What was after Metal Gear Solid Five? It was Metal Gear Solid Survive, Metal Gear Survive, or something like that. That one he didn't make, but uh, oh, what company was that? It's not Ko Kojima Productions. This is new one. What? Ko not Konami. I don't know. I'm just trying to remember. I was thinking out loud. Uh, well, anyway, maybe you should have put it in your notes. I should have. <laughs> um, he left the company that helped make all the Metal Gear games so that he could go make Death Stranding. He tried to take Metal Gear with him, and they said no because they have the contract. It's a little sad. Womp. Metal Gear Solid Five was supposed to be his like mag his opus, his like magnum opus in terms of Metal Gear stuff, um, and it is a very good game, but it is still very weird. Uh, like I streamed a little bit uh, last this past week, and the part that I was at, I completely forgot where I was. I'm literally driving this car. I didn't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. I drive forward like 200 feet, and these four like invisible sniper ladies show up. But it shows these four sniper ladies show up and it immediately uh, brings the camera across just their boobs and then shows their faces and then turns around behind them and then goes across their butts and then they pull out the sniper rifles and then start shooting. I'm like, what is Jeez, going on? Why <laughs> do women have problem with video games like that? Oh, <laughs> this is also the game where you have uh, a companion named Quiet who is a don't no she's a, she's called quiet because she is quiet she does she chooses to not speak um and she also is half naked half the game because mm. you find out that she is part human part plant and she breathes through her skin i'm not joking <laughs> fuck you it's a weird game. game it's a weird series um i'm not i'm not <laughs> that type of feminist <laughs> but that shit does piss me off that's a little bit not like, the weirdest thing in the game no i'm not saying that's weird <laughs> it's just gross like get the is, fuck over yourself it, ew I, you're not go wrong. find a real woman <laughs> god gross you're not wrong um it's just gross it, it's i think that's that's would be an interesting like discussion you read between it's like saying you read playboy for the articles yeah but that would be an interesting discussion to go through, like um, Japanese games Jap and Japanese culture versus American games and American culture, it's just right? Super um, annoying. It's American just, what's games aren't any better. Uh, it's done in a very different way. Whatever. Very different way. Whatever. Um, Gross. Anyway. Anyway, apart from that, we're starting to play Animal Crossing again. Yes. Yeah. So, um, just for all of you who care so much, um, <laughs> I I caught a whale shark. This I care. Weekend. It's just you and me. Let's just. Talk. I caught a whale shark this yeah. weekend, which was probably, apart from feeding the giraffe, one of the highlights of my week. Um, 
it was amazing. It was a good feeling. Uh, that is the only shark I've caught. Um, those sharks, we cannot find those they sharks. Are, they are elusive, and I am upset about it. Um, I did catch a tilapia in the river. Um, the uh, animation of the tilapia is really, really nice. They're colored very nice. They're very pretty. It's a pretty fish. I also enjoy eating tilapia a lot in real life, so that's good. Tilapia is pretty delicious. Um, also caught a ribbon eel and a sucker fish. Um, those little bastards will get you. Um, cause you think they show, they have a fin that sticks up and you think you're getting a shark and then it's a sucker fish and it's really <laughs> upsetting. Um, also caught a firefly. That was super exciting. Um, and also caught a fire, or I already said a firefly, a mosquito, not as exciting, but I got to donate it, which was great. Um, not new bugs, but bugs that are new to our island because one of us cares about planting flowers. Um, Honeybees, <laughs> honeybees, and ladybugs. So that was really fun. Uh, the past couple of days to see those guys start showing up. We now ha- are getting coconut trees. We played yesterday with one of my best friends from college who has a level five island already. Already, the game's been out since what March? Good God, she okay. I mean, she her like, island is like spectacular. We, she and her she and her boyfriend's yeah. island is immaculate. Um, we go, and she our, gave me, ours is pitiful at this point. She gave me a lot of flowers yesterday. Um, but she also, she's, she told me she's got all the trees. She goes, take whatever fruit you want. So we're going to get some coconut trees. So I'm hoping that'll, um, maybe I can, I can find some Goliath beetles now. Yeah. Um, cause I'll have the chance to still looking for a rainbow stag. Can't find one of those little bastards either. Um, right now we're trying to get the three. We're at the stage where there are three more residents that are trying to come to the island, so we have to pimp out their houses before they'll show up. Um, pimp my rod. I only have to make three more things, and then then we'll be done. So I'll probably do that tonight. But cool. Um. Yeah. But that's what I've got for Animal that's Crossing. It's still such a good game. It is. I love it. Oh, and you made a Nintendo account. I did, and so we got that a family I could plan so that so that I could go to my my best friend from college's island, um, as myself and not John. And so that whenever you know, switches are actually in stock again. Yes. We can get so, you one and you can have your own someday. island. Yes. Yeah. One mo- one monkeys in Skype. Um, so that's all I've got on Animal Crossing. Sweet. What about Pokemon Go? Pokemon Go, um, quite a bit is going on, actually. So um, Tuesdays in June, we're having um, spotlight hours have been a thing for a while. Usually they're on Wednesdays, I thought, but this uh, this month they're on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. Uh, this past Tuesday, the 9th, um, pat rats were uh, spawning more often. And if uh, when anything that you caught, you got double Evolve XP. Uh, this coming Tuesday, the 16th, um, Nummel will be featured. And you get double catch Stardust. So that's pretty cool. So I'll keep y'all updated um, on those. Um, Weedle Community Day is this coming Saturday, the 20th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, really, the exciting thing is shiny Weedle, which means shiny Kakuna, which means shiny Beedrill. Um, I was not uh, I was not excited about it until <laughs> I realized, oh, yeah, that means shiny Beedrill. Yes. Okay, now I'm um, excited about this. Also cool, um, you can evolve a Kakuna up until 7 p.m., so up at up until two hours after the end of community day instead of the normal half an hour. It's two hours after for a special, um, the special move for Beedrill for this community day is drill run. Um, so again, 11 to five local time. 
have the game open, uh, make sure you're stocked up on incense. Um, and we're going to have a Weedle party. Uh, we're three quarters of the way done with a special raid weekend that they sprung on us at the last second. Um, it started Friday the 12th at 8 a.m. It ends tomorrow the 15th at 10 p.m. Uh, Latius and Latios are available in five-star legendary raids. They are both available in shiny. Um, Latius and Latios are dragon and psychic type, so if you do have time between now and 10 p.m. tomorrow to go battle them, um, your best counters, and these are directly from Niantic, uh, Niantic recommends Rayquaza, Dialga, Tyranitar, Togekiss, and Mamoswine. Um, I don't remember if I have either of those. I have both of them, and I have a shiny of one. It makes me think I probably do then too, but... But this sure. is the first time that Latias and Latios have been available in the game since January. So if you are jumping back on the wagon after having not played for a while, um, or if you missed the ch the last chance that they were around, um, you have until 10 p.m. tomorrow to try to catch Ooh, them. I have one Latios and two Latios. Okay, cool. Um, they announced either today or yesterday a solstice-themed event, which will take place Friday the 19th at 8 a.m. Uh, through Wednesday the 24th at 10 p.m., so about a week and a half. Okay. Um, Pokemon associated with the sun and the moon, uh, like Clefairy and Sunkern, just as examples, Umbreon. will be appearing in the wild, um, hatching from 5K eggs. Uh, they'll be appearing as raid bosses and also available as daily research rewards. Soul Rock and um, Lunatone. Well, give me a second. I'm not done I'm trying to remember the, the moon. Um, this is the first time you'll be able to encounter a shiny Clefairy in the wild. Um, the way that the game works right now, in order to get a shiny Clefairy, you have to hatch a shiny Cleffa and evolve it up. Um so this you can encounter a shiny Clefairy in the wild and Yay. evolve it up to get a shiny Clefable. Um, Lunatone and Solrock will be is. available in three. There it is. They will be available in three star raids and hatching from 5k eggs. Um, they will also switch hemispheres on different days. That was confusing. I didn't want to get the details. Uh, just know <laughs> that normally they are in opposite hemispheres, so catch as many of them as you can while you can. Cool. Um, the event the, all throughout the event you'll also get double catch stardust um, which is a big deal make sure i have a okay got one also the but they announced the bug out event which they did last year and possibly the year before i don't really remember uh, but it's going to start friday the 26th at 8 a.m and go until wednesday july 1st at 10 p.m um Bug types will be spawning in the wild, hatching from 5k eggs, appearing as raid bosses, and as daily research rewards. Uh, they're going to uh, introduce a shiny Dwebble, which is pretty cool, since that's from the most recent generation. Oh, um, I'm okay with Dwebble. Yeah. Um, they'll also be having special incense days during this. Um, Friday the 26th at 8 a.m. through Saturday the 27th at 11.59 p.m. If you use an incense during that time, Nincada will be much more uh, prevalent during the length of that incense. Um, Sunday the 28th at midnight through Monday the 29th at 11.59 p.m. Uh, it will switch from Nincada to Wormpool. And then Tuesday the 30th at midnight through Wednesday the 1st at 10 p.m. It'll be Scyther. Yeah. Um, you'll get double catch XP throughout the event. And also there will be a pincer raid day 
on the 28th, Saturday the 28th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And there will also be a one-coin bundle available in the shop with uh, that will have three remote raid passes in it. Cool. And this is the first one-coin bundle that they've had since they stopped doing it, doing the weekly one a couple weeks ago. Sweet. So that's what I got for Pogo. All right. Thanks for looking all that up. Yeah. And compiling it and talking through it. Um, okay. Got anything else for games? Otherwise, we can move on. No, I don't. All right. Okay. Um, we're going to speed through these last couple. Um, first off, in, in, in the books section is what we're up. Um, neither of us have been reading any books this past week. I've been back in Animal Crossing. Sorry. Yeah. So we haven't been reading anything. I will say one news story that I found in the books uh, category was apparently Kit, uh, Christianburg, Virginia. Apparently, Google uh, Google's Wing drone delivery service is soon going to be delivering kids their library books. Whoa. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? So, uh, let me see. The article from Digital Trends is where I found it. Said, this new service, which comes courtesy of Google's Wing drone delivery service, launches this week in the town of Christianburg. Um, Wing drones have been delivering household goods and meals to customers in the town since last year. Uh but um, what kind of crossroads yeah. demon did this town have yeah, to make so. to get that? Well, I guess that's like, uh, wasn't Virginia also the first state to get Google Fiber and then they never finished rolling it out to the U.S. because it's expensive? I have no idea. That sounds right. Um, but anyway, that's kind of cool. The idea of library books. and I'd, I don't know how that works in storms, though. Know what I mean? No idea. Like a... I can still drive a car in a storm. I don't know if you can do a drone in a storm. Anyway, that was it for books. We'd have to see the. We'd have to see what the drone looks yeah, like. That's fair. Uh, okay, moving on into music. Um, not a whole lot to talk about here either. We did just recently find out that Twenty One Pilots released another single. Yeah, so I was in duped. May? I was duped. <laughs> um. So they posted something very cryptic on Instagram a couple of days ago, um, which made me think they were going to be releasing new music. Still have no idea. They're playing games. It's weird. Um, I thought it meant that there was a new single. Turns out, LOL, the sequel was actually actually released April 9th. Um, Level of Concern is yes, what it's called. Yes, it's called Level of Concern. Um, it's a it's a quarantine song that they wrote. Or this is the first uh, music new music they've released since uh, their album Trench came out in 2018. Um and a portion of the proceeds are being donated to Crew Nation, which is a global relief fund um, set up by Live Nation, um, who, if you've bought concert tickets within the last 10 years, it's probably been through Live Nation. Um, but um, Live Nation set up Crew Nation for tour and venue personnel um, who have been made, I thought this wording was a little harsh, Wikipedia, uh, but tour and venue personnel that have been made redundant by COVID-19. Ah! Um, so kind of like we talked about a couple weeks ago with the sports team, like people who work at sports venues um, that aren't employed by the team, they're employed by the stadium. Um, this is kind of the same thing, Um people who would work concessions or work um i'm i'm assuming like merch tables and things like that um security or whatever at the um or just be hired by the tour um that they they lost their jobs because nobody was allowed to tour for a while 
um, and probably won't be for another while. Yeah. So um, for clarification, I laughed at the word choice. Yes, I know. I th- okay. I, no, I know because I thought I read it. I was like, damn. I don't want to be thought of as heartless. Damn I Wikipedia. No, I, was really I was following you. Okay, I thought right. it was harsh as well. Um, but yeah, so that's what they a, the, a portion of the proceeds from this song are going towards that. Uh, the the That's crew cool. nation fund. Um, we listen to it. John says it sounds like California pop, like Red Hot Chili Peppers style. I say it sounds like if their album Vessel and their album Trench had a baby. Um, I get it. It's just really poppy. It's a it's it's, it's very a poppy song. for them. It's very poppy for yeah. them. It's a summer song. If you yeah, think like, about like like Ride yeah. was a summer song. Yeah. So. And then it. I'll be posting the blog. Tomorrow, um, it's going to be Father's Day, since Father's Day is next Sunday. Okay. For me, for music, I've just been listening to, I found another band called Forevermore. They're another Christian metal band. Um, while I eagerly await for um, Silent Planet to come out with another album, um, they've been a nice little in-between. They're, I think it's Telos, Talos, I forgot, I don't know how to pronounce that album, but I've listened to that one. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of good music on that, so good, been pretty cool. All right, um, in the sports section, there's nothing from us, and the only thing I'm going to mention is that NASCAR has now banned Confederate flags, which good, bye. Um, happy about that, and that's all we're going to say. Moving on, um, weather and traffic. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm running real low on it's energy. Okay. It's Sorry, okay. guys. It's, da, it's... Da, <laughs> da, da. I'm trying to do the National Weather Service. (laughs) It's hot. It's going to get warmer. I don't like it. We got sunburned today. I want sunburn Sunday. Hashtag sunburn Sunday. I can't wait for winter. Um, It's June. I can't wait for winter. All right. Uh, last section emails. We don't have an email this. We don't have any emails this week. However, what we do have is uh, some feedback. There's one listener who sent me um, a message via Snapchat, and this person asked one simple question: Are birds real? Because anytime he puts, he tries to take a photo of a bird, it goes away like it knows. Like I like, have a feeling that I know exactly who asked this question. I'm not going to call him out, but I'm pretty sure I know who I it was. I think you do know who this is. Um, for clarification, um, I think birds are real, um, but I think they are of... I, I'm very afraid of them. But I think they are uh, of Satan. They I are. Think that they I are. Actually, Thank I, you. I actually like birds. <laughs> It is a recognized mental disorder. <laughs> Ornithophobia. It is in the DSM-5. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> or whatever DSM we're on right now. I think Seven. we're on five. Yeah. It, yeah. It's next in the DSM. <laughs> it's Almost. real. Almost. It affects my everyday life. You're right. <laughs> I just hate them so Oh, much. quick story. So we were at the zoo yesterday. And um, why do you hate me? This bird, I think it was a bird of paradise. It may yes, not have it been. It was so a bird of by, paradise. We're walking by, and there have been other people that are ever walking by. The, I just the, wanted the, to the get to cage, the tigers, right? man. I just wanted to get to the we're tigers. Just, we're just walking by, the, walking by the pen, walking by the cage, um, and it's been silent the whole time. A lot of the birds have. Uh, Jordan walks by, and it just goes. 
it cat called me it, and it scared she me. She jumped like a cat saw a pickle. It was <laughs> wild. Pickle rack. It was so funny. Uh, it wasn't funny. It was, and then you were, you look back and you're like, what? And it looks at you and goes, woo. It did it again. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It was great. Um, all right. Well, if you have any thoughts, would like to send us anything over, uh, send it to uh, openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. I cannot believe I haven't said that until just now. Right? Not even once. I know. It's the first time that you waited this long. There was no reason to say it before now. If you want to uh, follow Jordan's blog, you can find it on Wix. Uh, It's Audio Aesthetics. Um, You you can follow its Instagram, um, Audio Aesthetics on Instagram as well, and the link is always posted there. The link will be posted also in the description section of this podcast. Also follow me on Apple Music at Audio Aesthetics as well. Excellent. And you can view the full playlists of like holidays and stuff that I make. Sick. You can find uh, Charlie on Instagram at Charlie the Puppy Corn. That's C H A R L I E T H E P U P I C O R N, like unicorn, but he is a puppy corn. Um, you can follow me on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash large bookcase. Um, and again, if you have any thoughts, uh, send it in to openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. And that's it. All right. Thank oh, Charlie's you. waking up. Aww, we got to turn the lights on. It is, since starting this podcast, the sun was up and it was right at dusk, so it is now dark. And we've been talking for over an hour, so. Wow. I thought it was going to be quick today. Well, that's what you said, and then it was obviously a lie. I need to always, uh, I need to always never say that. Nailed it. Um, yeah. I think I talked a lot right here, if you can see right there. I can. <laughs> yeah. I can find out where the game section is because I'm talking a lot. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, see you next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.